Another man done gone from the county from another It's Jax. What up, Dallas? Let's go. Martin Luther had a dream, but Freddy Krueger had a Ruger. X Malcolm hopped the picture, so now we back to the future. Now we back to these losers embracing death like they used to. Poking up, they just, but listen, son, now you leaking that fuchsia. Huh? So who's the shooter? Hum, is it your man? Or was it a fan? Or was it a stand? Huh? I would beg to differ. In hindsight, I bet you he said he was not a nigga. Plus, Biggie Smalls was just minding his business, yo. Smoking an Optimo. Somebody got to drop the homie Biggie. He's got to go. And they couldn't stop it, no, I wish that they could Yeah, the world needs change, but man, I wish that we would So out a long frown, a man harmed from a four pound His blood ripples on the floor from the wall sound His mama sitting at the wake, hoping the Lord's found Another dead, another gone now, damn George Elliott said that it's best to be what you want to be Fucking do what you want to do So I do what I want to do Bet you did it to floss Bitch, I did what I wanted Bet you did it and lost Bitch, I did it and won it Shit, I'm never coming back Listen, I just want to rap Gee, I told you all of that On about a dozen tracks I don't give a fuck I just, I just, I just want to rap Spitting fire on this track Like a fucking thundercat Plus this mic is bleeding Rojo This shit is a no-no Rolling in that low-low Plus I'm from that wall Need a folk, folk, smoking on my logo Ready for the world and we so-so Silly with the flow, somebody got a vote, vote Heard the lanes and I swear they so-so Too much love for the fame just to go broke You said think I had the rap game and the troll card No, I think I got the whole world in a rope, yo Gotta think of damn dog, you crazy Is he the next Jay-Z? My crystal ball is hazy, but I don't know, maybe Welcome back to the Insane Trick Podcast Your host Chris here And uh, this week I'm being joined by someone oh, Man, you've been on like Four times this year. Maybe longer than that, man. I, I got Justin from Three Fist Podcast. What's going on, man? How's it going, man? Yeah, I, I, we we've had a few of these. We've had a few of these. Yeah, a few, few of these. Um, yeah, Justin was my go-to because I I woke up this uh, earlier this week and was like, oh shit, it is a week I need to do an insanity check. Um, man, y'all y'all getting take every one of these shows as a blessing because. The weeks I don't have any checks and I realize how open my weekend can be um, and how much I don't have to talk about this shit, they're great. So <laughs> it almost didn't happen because <laughs> um, the world is terrible and I don't want to talk about it. So, Yo, it's so exhausting. It is. It is. And we got some exhausting stuff to talk about. Um, yeah, we got, a lot, we got a lot of stuff to talk about, uh, but we're going to lead with some um, something that... You know what? And when you sent me this this video, I read the headline earlier this week and decided absolutely not. I'm not doing this. So when you told me about this Ben Shapiro video, I thought it might be that, but I haven't watched the complete thing. Um, for those who don't know, uh, Ben Shapiro is is he like what is he considered a conservative commentator? What what is his actual job? YouTube. Oh, okay. his job is YouTube. Okay. So, uh, Ben Shapiro. Uh, here's the headline. It says Ben Shapiro warns that if any politician tries to mandate LGBTQ indoctrination at schools, then he will pick up a gun. Further adding, Better work does not get to raise my child. If he tries, I will meet him at the door with a gun. Um, we're gonna play this video now. I, obviously, we should we should say this up front. This is very serious and. 
you know, Ben Shapiro threatening violence over just, I guess, his kid learning about LGBTQ issues. Um, it's a serious thing. We do not mean to belittle uh, these kind of threats because the LGBTQ community and those who um, support them definitely meet with violence all the time. However, yeah, like that. Yeah. This is definitely a call to violence from Ben Shapiro, and it should be taken very seriously. We're acknowledging that is a very serious subject, and Ben Shapiro, like these comments, are very dangerous. However, unfortunately, I'm a terrible person, and when you hear the video, you understand why I'm trying to hold back laughter right now. Well, so even without playing the video yet, I just gotta say, again, go look up a video of Ben Shapiro in any of you don't don't watch his videos; they 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 will make you dumber. Um. The thought of Ben Shapiro picking up a gun first is like, dude, are you old enough to even hold one? Like, it's just, this is the definition of a studio gangster. No, he, it, literally, he is literally a studio gangster. Like, see, this is why we're friends. Because when I saw, like, I saw, uh, I saw this come across Twitter. It says, better work, or, um. Ben Shapiro threatens to shoot better work. I'm like, this this guy literally talking that Takashi Six Nine stuff from a studio. Okay. All right, let, let's let's play this. Let's play this video. God damn it! You're a church. You're not infringing on anybody's rights. You're just saying you can't come here for your marriage. Go to the church down the street. You're a religious school. You're saying let's. All right. So first of all, just I, I hate his fucking voice. I mean, just he sounds like an angry Muppet. Oh, God, he's like such a whiny <laughs> fucking child. Like, I just can't, I can't do it. I can't, he's such a whiny, every video of Ben Shapiro, it just feels like he's whining something about you. And on a more serious note, um, yeah, churches actually do um, do deny people's rights. We know this, come on, like, it's the history of this country. What are, you, what, what are you talking about, Ben? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Listen, you want to learn about gay rights? Go to the public school down the street. Okay, you want to learn about gay rights? You can just go to that secular atheistic crossroads school in Santa Monica. Like, enjoy your... Uh, well, actually, Ben, people like you have actually made it so that teaching these things in school is wrong. And so how can they go to the public schools when you guys don't want it taught in public schools? I don't, I don't understand. I don't, I don't understand. Yourself. That's your problem. Go enjoy. Fine. You're not infringing on anybody. Your mere existence is an infringement, according to Beto O'Rourke. The institutional existence is an infringement on liberty, according to Beto O'Rourke. And you must be shut down. You want a culture war in this country? You damn well have it, Beto O'Rourke. You want a culture war in this country? You want this country to come apart at the seams? This is how you do it. Like, <coughs> I need somebody to... Put some bass in your voice, little man. Put some bass in your voice. I, I need somebody to animate this. Like, I need somebody to, like, <laughs> put, like, a small baby with Ben Shapiro's voice doing this. Because that would, that's actually what this is. It's, it's literally a child whining about things. Like, and this is, this is like 90% of anything that you, if you, and again, I don't watch Ben Shapiro videos, but I've seen enough of, of, of them. Like, I don't actively seek them out. One, because if you watch it, one. He's enough of a, he's enough of a fixture in the political zeitgeist that you, you have come across him in some way, shape, or form. It's, like, it, he, he yeah. is, he is a human crank anchors muppet. Oh that's God. what he is. And that's offensive to the crank anchors. I mean, honestly, <laughs> at this point, it's offensive to the crank anchors. Oh, my God. Like, he's like. <sighs> Jesus like, this sounds like an SNL sketch of Ben Shapiro. It, parroting Ben Shapiro. It, it does. 
Because I promise you, if you come to tell me that you're going to indoctrinate my kids in particular policy and that I can't pull my kid out of the school and send my kids to a school I want to send them to, that I can't go to the church or synagogue that I want to go to. And if you make that national policy, not just California policy where I can move, but national policy, people are not going to stand for that. They're not going to stand for that. And if you send a truant officer to remove my child, I have two choices at that point, right? Like, okay, so has been <laughs> first of all, okay. So I and I, and I know the answer to already, but has has better work even first of all, better work is not going to win the presidency. So already, I'm already not taking this seriously. Not the violence set, but just the outrage over it because better work is not going to be on a national fucking stage after the fucking primaries. So there's that. I mean, come on. He's not even in the top five, is he? Is he even polling in double, digi- double digits? He's not. So what are we doing? What are we, what are we doing? What are we doing? Um, so there's that. Um, and then, um, like, has Better O'Rourke even said this? Like, what is this, what is this national indoctrination policy that... Ben Shapiro is raised, or is this another one of those Ben Shapiro things where he makes up a, a, an issue and then he rails against it for YouTube hits? Oh, I already answered my question. Yep, you, you you have already answered your question. I've already answered my question. Jesus Christ, this dude. If I have no place to move because you've now made this national federal policy, I now have two choices. Oh, 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 a white man is railing this <laughs> idea that he has no place to, to move in the United States. Now, listen, and here's the thing. He, he's running away from my child might learn that gay people deserve basic human empathy. And, and wait a minute. And basic and, civil liberties. And, and wait a minute. 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 Better O'Rourke is in Texas. He's in yes. Texas. He's in, like, yes. Bro, <laughs> doc. <laughs> doc, listen. Listen. So, so, so the hilarity of this is what triggers this whole thing. What has triggered Ben Shapiro is the fact that his, I don't even know if he has kids, but we'll say his hypothetical alleged child possibly learning that the queer community, the LGBTQIA community deserves basic human or basic civil liberties. That is what has triggered Ben Shapiro. So I'm triggered by the fact that somebody has actually made it with Ben Shapiro. I am highly triggered by that. I just, I, I don't I'm know. saying alleged child. I've never seen this child. I do not know if this child exists. I I just I just find it completely fascinating that the idea that a white man uh, could not find somewhere in Texas that would allow them to uh, live a life of bigotry towards the LGBTQ community. I just I'm I'm sorry. I just <clears throat> I just find that here's the thing. Slightly all talk about related to this. Uh, I went riding with my dad last night, and we went all the way down. And Justin will know this. I went all the way down to Port, Point, uh, almost down to Point Lookout, right? And uh, you know, okay. right, right. You know, the, you know, the, you know, you know, when I decided that we decided to turn around when we got to the Confederate Ma- monument and there were a bunch of people there. And I was like, you know what? This sounds like they're about to start a Klan rally. So I'm gonna tur- we're going to turn around and we're going to head back home. Um, I say this to say Maryland is a blue state, quote unquote. Yes. Um, but like again, my family's from St. Mar- uh, my mom's side of the family is from St. Mary's County. So I've always known that yeah, there's a lot of Trump people down there, uh, a lot of Confederate stuff down there. Um. So if you can find a home for your bigotry in Maryland, I just find it hard to believe that in Texas you are to the point that somebody's going to come and drag your kid out of school because uh, what was the notes here? It, um, they might be um, whatever LGBTQ do- indoctrination is. I don't know what that stands for, but okay. 
Yeah. Um, also, side note about Maryland, there are two Marylands. There is the blue state, quote-unquote, liberal bastion Maryland that elected Larry Hogan as governor twice. Um, basically, basically, uh, just, just that's PG County in Baltimore. Go on. <laughs> right. PG County and in Baltimore. And the Maryland that hangs the state flag upside down and if you see the Maryland state flag hung upside down, that is a symbol for Confederate sympathizers. That's how they used to signal that, hey, I'm one of you. If we can't wave the Confederate flag, we'll flip our flag upside down because the Maryland state flag was a compromise made to appease uh, Confederate sympathizers in the state. There's actually a Confederate flag, a Confederate battle regiment flag in the Maryland state flag. Yes. Maryland, everybody. Yes. PG County and B more. That's it. Outside of that, you're on your own. All right, I just yeah. you got to know that. You got to know that. You got to know that. Yeah, yeah. We we hit that. I had that point. I was like, mm, yeah, you know what? Time to hit. Time to turn around. You know, it was a nice ride. It was a great ride. But um, ready to go yo, there's some parts of La Plata where I'm just like, yep, I hear banjos. Turn around. No, let's go. No, no, well, me and you, we're both living in Charles County. We know this. There's, there's a good mix of yep. Trump supporters down here. Good mix of Trump supporters, white white people down here, red, white rednecks down here. And I grew up in Charles County, so. I know, yeah. I know, I know. So I'm just saying, I'm just saying this to say, when I see a white man whining about his child being indoctrinated by LGBTQ, I don't even know what it, I don't even know what that means. Like, what is, what is LGBTQ indoctrination? Can somebody explain to me what that is? We've been hearing about this shit for like 30, 40 years now that they're going to come and indoctrinate your kid. What does that mean? I have since lost it, but in the olden days of Twitter, someone actually came up with the gay agenda, mm. and I was crying. It was so good. It was a, uh, it was so this this how old it was. It predated Beyonce's self titled album. Oh wow! Because at the top was get Beyonce to release the unrecorded uh, to release her unrecorded album, mm-hmm. get Britney Spears to tour again, steal Elton John's jackets. That's a good one. That's a good one. Like I've since lost the screenshot, but it, like it was written on a whiteboard. It had like the the always sunny in Philadelphia string theory. Like oh, it was so good. It was so good. <laughs> I just, it's just one of those, I just don't I just don't understand. I don't understand what what are they so afraid of? And then they, and then they hide behind religion. I'm sorry. Some we're gonna get into religion later when we talk about forgiveness. But um, like some of y'all are using it wrong. I mean, well, you're either using it wrong or you're using it by design, but you know, I don't want to get too, I don't want to get too many people upset today. It is a Sunday by, by the way, but like, just stop it. Stop it. Come on. One is to leave the country utterly. Two is to pick up a gun. Those are the only choices that you have. <laughs> yes, Ben. Yes. Those are the two. Did you hear the crack in his voice when he the, said that? The, 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 yeah, like first of all, for leaving the country didn't have a crack, but picking up a gun did because, brother, you've never picked up a gun. You've never picked up a gun. I refuse oh, to believe. The voice cracked. We said I'm I gonna ref- get my gun. I refuse. You are literally sitting in your studio. You are not picking up a gun. You. <sighs> Ben, have you ever been in a oh. fight? You've never been in a fight. That's the other thing, too. It's like, pick up a gun because you can't fight. You look like a person who can't fight. You've never been able to fight. Have you ever been punched in the face? Like, I feel like so many of these conservative people need to be punched in the face. This, is, this was, it was a, that was a Bill Burr skit one time. You were talking about women, you know, it was like they need to punch each other in the face. Because sometimes it's like, you need that you need that check, you know? Men do that sometimes. I'm like, I feel like conservatives, we don't do enough violence towards conservatives. Because I feel like they just have not been punched in the face enough to realize... 
<laughs> you know what? That was a dumb thing to say. <laughs> I didn't think about that. But you you know what? You know what? I did deserve you punched in the face for that. I just feel like Ben has that face where he's never been punched in the face. Never been open. No, no, no. You know what? I take it back. Never been. Not, not even a punch. An open hand slap. Ben Shapiro and his voice, they need an open hand slap. Just somebody slapping him in the face and going, what the fuck's wrong with you? And just look at him. Just look this at him after why, This is why they were all so triggered when Richard Spencer got punched in the face. Right. It's like, wait, we're punching. Wait, 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 we can get punched in the face for things, saying this shit now? Like, yeah, motherfucker, you could always get punched in the face for saying this shit. That's why people didn't say it. Oh, my God. Just the fuck. Left me. Yo. And now people on the left, oh, this is exciting. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Keep going, keep going. How could you say stuff like that? How could you be so extreme? It's not extreme to defend the fundamental rights the Constitution was created. All men are created equal? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> that, 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 that one. I'm sorry. <laughs> Silly me. Silly me. Which one was it? Which one was it? Is it which, 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 which fundamental right of the Constitution allows you to be um, bigoted towards gay people? In order to protect. These rights pre-exist government. My right to raise my child. Eh, do they know? I thought the, I thought the whole I thought the Constitution was to form the government, not to predate the government, but okay. All right, all right, whatever. Child, in my faith, is my right. That is a First Amendment right. There's only one reason the government exists, to protect those rights, not invade those rights. It is my... Eh. As a black person? I... <laughs> well, just say like I... I'm making the, the Thor Ragnarok face right now. <laughs> you know, as a black person, I'm going to agree to disagree here, Ben. I don't know. Just... Also, uh, uh, do a little bit background on Ben Shapiro because he kind of dropped it. You might might have realized, like, uh, Ben is also Jewish. So hearing him take getting that, oh, I, you you do because when he sides with Nazis, it's kind of hard to forget that he's a Jewish man. But it just seems kind of weird to have um, uh, Ben argue that a government's uh, job is to protect the people. Uh, and to, that 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 is their only job. When um, like literally, like the German government at one point tried to exterminate his people. So I just, oh no, like the the Jewish community writ large hates Ben Shapiro. Oh no, no, no. Well, that's a, that's a weird thing, right? I mean, I think I think I I think when it comes to people like Ben Shapiro, not Netanyahu, and like the pro-Israel contingent in America, it. It, and I don't want to say this in a bad way, but it kind of gives like the Jewish people in this country a really bad name, um, because like I think when people think Jewish people, they think that. But I'm like, yeah, these people, no Jews don't fuck with these people. They don't. Right, like the, the not, America cool. tends to conflate Zionists with right. exactly. the Jewish community. Exactly, and 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 I think that's a, and it does a disservice, a huge disservice, because I'm like, yeah, no, no, that's not. They no, that's not the. They're not the same thing. And yeah, yeah, Ben Shapiro's full because of for shit. the for the most part, American Jews don't fuck with Netanyahu either. No, they don't. That's why the whole uh, you know supporting Israel thing is always a weird thing, because it's not really getting you the support you think you're getting from that. It's, oh no, it it's getting the exact support that oh, they want. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's it's well when I say that it's not getting the Jewish support they believe they're getting. It actually right. we, oddly enough, it gets the Christian fundamentalist support in this country, which is uh, it's a whole other thing that I'm not prepared to go into right now. But yes, but so you 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 want a weird cross section? 
Christian yeah. fundamentalists, neo-Nazis, Zionists. That is a weird Venn diagram that almost overlaps into a flat circle. Well, it does, and it's also the Republican base, but so there's that. I mean, that's what when people when they say when they say white voters and when they're talking about uh, working class voters for the Republican base, that's the base. The Zionists, Christian fundamentalists, and neo Nazis. That is the base of the Republican Party. It just is. Um, now the Christian, uh, the the the, the um, evangelical. Uh, base. That's why they have so much support because that's where it's all coming from, and nobody wants to admit the fact that the evangelical support is based off of racism, bigotry, and they're hiding behind their religion and making the same bullshit argument that Ben Shapiro is badly making in this argument. It's a bad argument to begin with, but he's also just poorly making it here, which is that because of their religious freedom, they're basically that. Because of religious freedom, they're basically allowed to be bigots. That is yes. the argument. That is the argument. And and we don't spend enough time talking about it because people feel it's <clears throat> the only uh, right that trumps uh, uh, their, the right to bear arms is freedom of religion, but only in the context of white evangelicals. Um those are the only two things that really people that that people really care about as a whole in this country when it comes to the Constitution, right? And so that's why you haven't been seeing the media really call out the Christian evangelicals that support Trump because they're clearly not living their values. They're clearly not living according to their religion and the Bible and things like that. But nobody wants to come up against that idea of somehow you are denying the rights of, of, of a religion and it's freedom of religion to do, do this and do that. However, if the same religion, you know, was not Christian, let's say it was Islam or, or and it was Muslims or something like that, then you would quickly see, like, they came out and said, yeah, polygamy. Or, yeah, child brides. All of a sudden, all of a sudden that changes, and we're not cool with that. But it's okay to say, well, my religion does it, uh, says that I don't have to believe in gay people, which, again, it's just such a, it's just an odd phrase to me that you don't believe in somebody that's right in front of your fucking face. It's like me saying, I don't believe in cheeseburgers. Well, cheeseburgers exist, so what are you talking about? You know, I don't believe in gay people. I don't believe in transgender people. Like, and I don't do it because of my religion. Yet, you don't have to prove that you live any other tenets of your religion. You just have to say, I'm Christian, and so therefore I don't believe it. I can break right. every other Christian law there is, you know, um, you know, uh, sex before, uh, at a wedlock, uh, having kids out of wedlock, uh, you know, drinking, doing all these other, having all these other sins, all those things are, all those things are okay to get away with. I mean, look how the Jerry Falwell Jr., that fucking asshole, and, and the way he supports uh, Donald Trump and gives away, you know, cheating on, Donald Trump cheating on his wife. Oh, it's fine. Everybody makes mistakes. Had Donald Trump come out as gay, <laughs> that would be an unforgivable offense. It's just a bunch of fucking bullshit. They're all full of shit. Yeah. All fucking full of shit. Um, actually, you know what? I got to go find that Jerry Falwell story. There was a Jerry Falwell Jr. story, I believe. or I don't know if I did it on the show. 
They were like, they did were, we do that the last time we recorded? We might have when they were all like caught on video going to the club or something like that. Oh no, I think this is a new Jerry Falwell story. I have not heard this one. Thought so. I could be wrong. I just know they're all full of shit. Uh, let me see. I'll, I'll find it. But uh, let's finish playing. Let's finish playing with Ben Shapiro. Here. My right to raise my child with the moral precept that I find to be beneficial for my child. They don't. I.e., racism and bigotry. Yes. Like that. This is the thing that <clears throat> I think why Ben Shapiro, one reason why Ben Shapiro gets so many views and why people follow him so much and think he's so intelligent is because he's able to say dumb things very clearly. And I I think that as a country, we completely underestimate that. It's, it's why everybody gets on the, why can't Democrats get their message out and stuff like that? Because explaining things that are complicated or um, different from somebody's already belief and trying to explain them wholly, it's actually hard. It's why it's like if it was easy, we wouldn't have schools, right? We, we have the schools. Like So when Democrats explain things and progress, uh, progressives explain things, it's an education. It's it's schooling, and schooling requires a two-way communication. It, re it requires not only the person explaining things to you, but also the person other than being receptive to that. And I think that's why so many times the message of progressives doesn't get out because the people they're trying to send to don't want to hear it. But right. Like when Barack Obama was running for president in 08, what was the biggest, no what was one of the biggest knocks against him? Oh, he really? sounds too much like a Harvard professor. Mm -hmm. Elizabeth Warren, they're doing the same thing with her right now. She is very clear and concise in how she explains policy and economics and her vision for the country. It sounds like she's lecturing to us. Right? Mm -hmm. But if I don't have to adhere to any semblance of fact, reality, or logic, and I can just string together a bunch of words and make you feel good, I'm getting the message out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And so Ben Shapiro is able to say things very, very clearly. All he's doing is and again, if you listen to this whole thing, he has said nothing of of like value. He's just projected anger. And that anger is what people want to hear, and so they think he's very, very smart. Like people that hold up Ben Shapiro as some kind of fucking intellect is just I have no idea because like he says a lot of things, but he's not saying anything when you think about it. As a problem is you don't think about it. Rourke does not get to raise my child. And if he tries, I will meet him at the door with a gun. That is insane. <clears throat> that is insane. If he tries to remove my child from a home and well, he's not suggesting that. Where do you think this goes? What do you think the next step is? In other words, if you're uh, where the next step is, I would think the next step is you would your child will, would be more open and accepting to LGBTQ community. Hey, no, no, no. Let's back it up. I will beat him at the door with a gun. Yeah, yeah. Voice, <laughs> voice all cracking through that because it's like, look, I don't know this. I don't. What? What? what how tall is Ben Shapiro? He's not tall, is he? He's tiny. <laughs> oh, he's better, tiny. Better O'Rourke is tall as shit. I'm like, yo, like Better O'Rourke's a little shorter than me. Yeah, yeah, dude. You're not. You're not. A, you're not a gangster. Stop. He, he sounds like every kid in high school. That's like, I'll beat you up. Okay. Okay, I'm, fine size. I'm, okay. I'm going to tell my mommy. Oh, fuck. Dog. So, here, and if he so this is why this is funny to me. Go ahead. Who talks that studio gangster shit better? Is it Takashi or is it Ben Shapiro? I'm going to say. I feel hmm. like I'm leaning more towards Takashi because at least he ingratiated himself with actual gangsters. Ben Shapiro has just got a bunch of keyboard Nazis. 
No, seriously, yeah. Seriously, yeah. Yeah. No. And well the thing that gets me about the this new age version, these new age version of these these dudes who do this, they're not doing anything different than the other the other racism bigots before them did it. It the thing that gets me mad about them is they won't even take a credit for it. They pretend like they don't know what they're doing. And um like I don't don't let us laughing how ridiculous it is to take away from the fact that this is very, very serious and I hope somebody does I hope and I know they're not, but I, I would hope that the authorities like knock on this motherfucker's door. Uh because he literally just threatened the guy who's running for president. He's not gonna run for president, but he's gonna he I mean he just threatened the guy who's not gonna who's running for president. He should be arrested. He should be investigated. This is this is a clear threat. And we've seen that while Ben Shapiro himself is too much of a a a a a a, 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 a just loser to do anything physical himself his words can definitely inspire other people to do that and then ben shapiro would throw his hands up in the air and whine about how the liberal media and them are trying to blame him for something he didn't do no fuck him fuck this dude he's a piece of shit at some point you know and i know it's not going to happen because the country we live in he should be held accountable Words matter, and it, it it drives me crazy that the the right can sit there and whine about the words and how oh you and oh the next step of this is they're going to knock on your door and take your no they're not that, that's not how that goes. But then when you have a clear one to one path from what they say to a shooting to somebody being to a credible threat, they go well I don't see how you got to that I don't see how you got to that position. Well, it's a lot easier than the. A roundabout way you went to LGBTQ indoctrination and your kid being dragged from your arms like it's a concentration camp. Like that's the thing that bothers me the most about this dude too. It's like he's Jewish. He knows the history of the Holocaust and the imagery. And basically, what he's using is using that idea of that imagery of kids being torn from their parents' arms to incite uh, anger, fear, and violence. He is a complete piece of shit tries i will meet him at the door with a gun that is insane that is insane if he tries to remove my child from my home and well he's not suggesting that where do you think this goes what do you think the next step is <sighs> jesus christ what a fucking idiot and apparently right after that he ran an advertisement for a firearm apparel company yep oh um, the serious part of the, the, the serious part of this is like youtube you can't allow this to be on your site like you can't allow ben Shapiro to do this you just can't Right, you, you cannot allow someone that says I will meet a presidential candidate that you at the uh, at the door with at my gun. door with a gun. Like this also wasn't the second time he's threatened to shoot better work, if I'm not mistaken. No, it's not. I've seen other ones where he has. Um, yeah, yeah, no. So yeah, yeah, but you know, it gets them, it gets them, gets them views and the money. So they're not going to. It's it's fucking ridiculous. Um, again, so I, I don't know if I brought this up before. So this is the, um, uh, uh, Jerry Falwell Jr. Story. This is the one about the Miami party. Did we talk about this? No, we did not talk about yeah, this. Hypocrite Hi- 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 Jerry Falwell Jr. Slammed as a new, Mi- as new Miami party pictures surface. Uh, evangelical leader Jerry Falwell Jr., head of the Liberty, Liberty University and a prominent supporter of President Donald Trump, 
denied the explosive allegation made in a political story that dropped uh, dropped this week. He also claimed to be the victim of an attempted coup at the university, but at least one of Falwell's denials is already falling apart. He denied being at, on the Miami party scene at the Wall Club in 2014. There are no pictures snapped on me at the Wall nightclub or any nightclub Falwell claimed and claimed any image shown, shown as much was Photoshop. Politico posted the images on his website. Then after uh, Farwell's Photoshop accusation, the agency that provided the pic stepped in. For 21 years, I have maintained an impeccable re- reputation for documenting Miami's beach-storied social scenes, I wrote uh, Seth uh, Bro- Browarnik, founder of the World Red Eye Photo uh, Agency. Uh, Browick said that he initially did not know why Political was interested in buying one of his 2014 images. When Browarnik uh, learned that it was because Farwell was one of the par- partiers, and that the analytical leader had claimed it was fake, he searched his archives and located more pictures of Farwell and his son, Trey Farwell, uh, then posted images on his website. Uh, he then told the Miami Herald that Farwell's accusi- accusation had motivated him to dig through his archives to find more. If you want to say you weren't there, fine, but going and saying I photoshopped, he said, this is coming after my livelihood and my reputation, which is pristine. In a September 9th article, political reported that more than two dozen current and former Liberty University officials described a culture of fear and self-dealing at the Christian College. Sources claimed that the conservative leader was partying in nightclubs and graphically discussing his sex life with his employees. Go to figure, a Christian leader being a hypocrite and also having a wild sex life. Where have I heard that shit before? That's just ridiculous. Never. Never. Um, uh, Twitter also slammed Falwell for hypocrisy, especially given that as a political reported, Liberty University restricts co-ed dancing and forbids drinking. Oh, really? 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 Huh? Huh? Go figure. Hmm. Gotcha. Also, uh, more news this week. A settlement has been reached in a Florida court case after a disputed business deal that resulted from an unusual friendship that Jerry Falwell Jr. and his wife struck with a former pool attendant at a Miami Beach hotel court, court records show. As part of the settlement, which was filed Friday in Miami Federal Court, Mr. Falwell will pay an undisclosed sum to a young man who claimed he had offered an, owner, offered an ownership stake in a gay-friendly youth hostel, the Miami hostel, that Mr. Falwell and his wife Becky bought in 2013. Mr. Farwell is the chancellor of one of the nation's largest Christian colleges, um, Liberty University, and one of President Trump's best-known evangelical supporters. The settlement brings to close a case that drew national attention for, for over purported sexual compromi- sexually compromising photos involving the Falwells that could have been used as leverage against them. Michael Cohen, the front Trump, Mr. Trump's former fixture, who is now in prison, has said he had inter- intervened to help Falwell with the photos. After Mr. Cohen's involvement, the plaintiff, uh, Jesus Fernandez, Fernandez Jr., said that the case had forced him to change his name to Gordon Bellow. His father, Jesus uh, Fernando Sr., was who no longer part of the lawsuit, became Jet Bellow. The Bellows, then the Fernandez, had filed a lawsuit claiming the followers had promised them a share in the Miami hostel. In a statement to the New York Times earlier this year, the senior Mr. Bellows would not further explain the name change citing the pending litigation. Holy shit, that's a lot. I Christian University though. Evangelical. He's still employed? Like he's still He's still there? It's fake news. It's fake news. Duh. It's all fake news. It's not real. 
course he'd... Jerry Falwell doing something like this? Come on. It's not like his father was a gigantic, bigoted piece of shit, too, where when he died, I was very, very happy because fuck him, too. Um, no, not for that. Jerry Fal- The name Jerry Falwell is just impeccable and it's not full of racist, homophobic, transphobic pieces of shit. It's not that way, Justin. Come on. Come on. You know, I thought the wildest uh, college story that I would hear this year would be when um, the super, I don't want to say Christian, but that's part of his pitch and part of his spiel. Um, Uber Christian Hugh Freeze was caught using a university cell phone to solicit hookers for his players and recruits. I thought that would be the most wild story I heard uh, coming from a college. But nope, this is... It's almost as if people, these people who are Christian use it as an excuse and cover for their their own fucked up shit. Huh. Weird. Weird. Yeah. Weird. So I guess this is the, this is the segue to the Sunday service Kanye and how Christianity is used with regards to black people. I guess this is okay. Let's do this. I'm ready. We're here now. First of all, don't ever tell me anybody's canceled. I just don't do that. Don't do that. Yo. So I, I, I've seen the meme running around. Um, I don't want to call meme, like not the colloquial usage of meme, but like the, the pictures floating around where it's like Kanye says, Am I do I look canceled to you? And everyone's like, But no one showed up. And I'm like, yo, that's not that's not really the point. If no one showed up, that just means that that particular demographic doesn't fuck with him. But Kanye was still one of the top selling acts of the last year. And people didn't and show will up. continue to be one of the top selling acts. And, and let's and let's not let's not downplay this. People just show up. People showed up. There were yeah. people there. So let's not make it seem like there was nobody showed up. And I I know there was a lot of Twitter pushback saying that people didn't show up and that they weren't going to be there, but I'm pretty sure. And look, I don't. I, and here's the thing: I don't even blame the kids on the yard. If Kanye, yeah, like, like, here's the thing: you're like, I want people because a lot of people I saw like going back with this are people I know are out of college right now. You are back in college. You are there, and you find out that Kanye fucking West, one of the biggest superstars on the fucking planet, is about to show up on your yard. You're gonna be there. Even if you don't fuck with him like that, you're gonna be there because it's a it's a it's a moment. You ha- you're going to be there. I'm sorry, like I was seeing some people yeah, take like some I mean, come, get get the fuck off the high horse. Like like they're they're gonna you're you're gonna do it. You are good. You would have done it. You would. I'm not about it. to to posture on a bunch of 17 and 20 year olds. Um, it's Howard's homecoming. Kanye West is showing up for the Sunday service, which if nothing else, the music kind of slaps. So you're like, you know what? Kanye's on that MAGA shit. The last one he did in Minneapolis, he was talking about how Republicans freed the slaves and that's why he loves Donald Trump and that was brazy. But um, then they did the gospel version of Genuine So Anxious and that kind of slapped. So it's a coin flip. He might be on that MAGA shit, but he might just shut up and do music. I know people are going to be out there. I'm not doing anything else anyways. Fuck it, let's go. Right, like I can, I can see how literal teenagers would be like, yeah, fuck it. I got nothing better to do. Oh, if, no- yeah. if nothing else, I could experience it for myself. I- oh, there's some adults that I know that would be like, Kanye West is showing up for free? For free. He's still on that manga shit? Yeah. 
I got nothing else to do. Fuck it. I just want to. I just want to see. I want to see the spectacle. Cool. I'm not judging anybody that goes. Whatever. My. I guess my point is like what Chris said to start this off. No one is canceled. Kanye West was never canceled. Canceling doesn't exist. Canceling. I, Canceling in the macro doesn't exist. You can personally cancel someone and say, yo, I do not wish to consume this person's art anymore. I do not wish to consume this person's content anymore because of their beliefs or their actions and how they've affected me. I use the I use the R. Kelly James Brown example all the time. I cannot consume R. Kelly in any way, shape, or form. I just can't. I cannot I cannot make the distinction or the delineation between R. Kelly and his content because his content is basically him flaunting in front of us that he is a serial that he's a serial child rapist. I can't do that. James Brown. James Brown beat every woman he was involved with romantically. And it's, it's not like a secret or anything. It, it is known he beat every woman he was with. I have I still consume James Brown's music, right? It, it holds a special place in my heart because of how I relate to it and how it relates to me and my dad and growing up, right? Miles Davis savagely beat Cicely Tyson. I still consume Miles Davis again because of the relationship that I have with the music and how it formed me growing up. That doesn't mean that I'm going to tell other people that they need to listen to it. Or if someone else tells me, hey, I can't listen to this because of what this person has done. I'm like, cool. I get you and I understand you because I respect you as a human being and as a friend. I'm not going to bring this up around you and I'm not going to subject you to something that may be triggering for you. Because that's called basic human decency. Right? Right. So, like, the, the, the canceling on the macro doesn't exist. If someone doesn't want to listen to Dave Chappelle because he is doubling down in homophobia and transphobia, cool, I can rock with that. It's not, Dave Chappelle just got $20 million from Netflix. He'll probably get another $20 million from Netflix to do another special when he's ready because no one's ever canceled. Society writ large still is behind the curve when it comes to uh, matters of race, gender, and sexuality. So there's always going to be a place for the lone comic standing against the social justice warriors in cancel culture. Yeah, that's the new thing. It's like it's cancel. We talked about this last. Uh, I talked about this last episode. Like cancel culture doesn't exist. It's literally um, just a way for people to rally against um, and claim to be the victim, so that uh, uh, the victim of cancel culture, so they can then use that. I mean that's what that's 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 the thing now. You've never seen anybody actually canceled. You know, somebody brought up uh Crochette Michelle and I was like, first of all, first of all, have the people that quote unquote canceled Crochette Michelle were unless they're fucking music to begin with. All right, so she was technically already quote unquote canceled because people weren't consuming her music like that anyway. All right. Her fans begged her not to go to the uh, to perform at the inauguration. She basically said, Fuck you all. So her fans said, well, you don't care about us. We don't care about you. We're not going to support your music anymore. That wasn't canceling. That was them making a choice that I'm no longer going to financially support somebody who clearly doesn't care about her fans. And guess what? Chrisette Michelle was also just doing, she's on a tour now. She was, she was on a, there was a, some cruise, a Tom Joyner cruise or something like that. She would perform with Fantasia, got her, got her standing ovation and people like, she's not canceled either. First of all, I'm sorry. I, I just stand behind the idea that anybody who makes has made them over a million dollars cannot be canceled because what does canceling mean for them? They just retire early with millions of dollars. That's not a. I'm sorry. That's 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 a dream. <laughs> that's like me saying when I retire, I canceled my job. No, I just fucking retired. Yeah. I moved on. So, 
Um, but yeah, so back to the Sunday surf server thing. Um, what the fuck's going on with Kanye? Like, I, well, I already know what's going on with Kanye. Kanye needs help. For all the, the, the benefits that people give uh, Kim with all the quote-unquote work she's doing behind the scenes to help free um, some people. I'm sorry. I, I just have a, an ickiness feeling about how they use, how Kim's using these black people she's helping with this work because it's sending two different messages. It's almost like it's like cover for the dumb things that Kanye's doing. And I'm like, okay, yeah, she helped, you know, she helped get this one black person or this group of black people that were uh, um, wrongfully convicted free, but then her husband's literally going around, palling around with a guy who's putting kids in cages. I, I, yeah, I, I like, that's all, that's, I'm sorry, they're all trash. Is that's 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 not no, and and also clearly Connie needs help. He's we all know, everyone knows he has not been the same since his mother died. Kanye needs a fucking therapist. He needs to be on some kind of drugs, probably, not not those kind of drugs, but like like medication. He needs to be on medication. He needs to be on. He needs to be talking to a therapist. He needs help. He goes on these little manic little things here, and we see it all in public. People think it's Kanye being Kanye, but it's Kanye having a fucking breakdown. We all know it's coming, right? This Sunday service shit. Like, how many, how many more, how many more weeks or months is it going to take before Kanye has another fucking breakdown? We know it's coming, right? Everybody knows, right? Everybody's laughing. Everybody's talking about Sunday service. All this stuff. Everybody knows he's going to have another breakdown, right? We're, we're just counting. We're counting it down. And what happens then? Like, this is why this shit is not, not not even funny to me, because like, we're literally watching the dude who, this is the Kanye story ends tragically, and I'm waiting for everybody to go. I didn't see it coming. What? What? This man's not right. He's clearly sick. I think the first warning sign, and I'm going to admit up front, I do not have the language nor the range to like discuss Kanye's mental state. Me either. Um, but what I will do is I'll just like, I can talk about the things happening around him and things that I notice, right? The the album he put out, I think it was his last album, right? The Being Bipolar is My Superpower. That was a a warning size be like okay this isn't this does not to me appear to be a healthy coping mechanism um and then just the sunday service it, it, it all plays into this cult of kanye and if there's one thing i know about kanye he loves himself from kanye and he loves being doted upon he loves the attention and this is effectively giving him his own i don't want to say cult but no his is. own his own feeling cult of, of personality yeah. i guess um, and it's just really like it makes me uneasy, and I don't have the words to describe why it makes me uneasy. Um, but yeah, I I don't know what is happening to him. I don't know what's going on in his own head. I hope that he's getting the help he needs. Um, but 
Yeah, man, this whole this whole thing is just weird. And how what makes it weird to me, right, is I can tell it's not just like the regular. Oh, it's just him expressing his faith. It's just him, you know, getting closer to God. I know it's not just that because at each one of these, he makes it a point to bring up, Oh, I'm not like, he'll bring up something that directly affects him personally. I'm not canceled. This is why I support Trump. This is why I have these views that they mock me for, but I'm not the, I'm not the one that's wrong. I'm just a different thinking. I'm on a different level. I was like, okay, you're making this all about you instead of about your relationships. That's all I know. It's not directly about that. Right. It's more about you and sort of working out, trying to rationalize and work through the fact that people disagree with you. Right, there was a TMZ clip where Van Lathan sort of challenges him on the slavery is a choice thing, and he mm. he, he had the look on his face of a man that had never been told. No, no he's what never. The fuck, are you doing? He's never. He's never been challenged, and I think that's what makes it uneasy. Like you're right. I don't have the the. I I don't have enough of the idea of how to actually and the language skills to talk about really going to the depth about what uh, you know what. Kanye's mental issues are. One, I'm I'm not a doctor, so I can't even do that. I'm, I'm not. He's not my baby. Don't want to do anything like that. But I think the reason why it makes you feel uncomfortable, I think, is the reason why uh, you, we we can see the signs, and we've all become more informed about the signs of of mental from not just from, from other people, but in yourself about checking to make sure you're okay. And, and 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 knowing that it's okay to not be okay and 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 working on your own personal health so we all see that kind of stuff we more people are being open about mental health and, and what's going on with them so like we 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 have become as a society we become more aware and and sensitive so certain things are happening so you're right you start putting certain things together you see Kanye doing things and the way he says things where it becomes he says it's not personal, but it's clearly very, very personal. You see his face. You see the way that he looks before he performs. And you're like, this is a man who does not seem like he's well. And then he goes to perform, he's fine. But then he's like, that just doesn't seem like a healthy thing. And then you have the, 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 like you said, the Van Lathan thing when he was literally challenged. And you can see on, uh, you can see on Kanye's face. And we know this. We, this is another thing we know about Kanye. We know Kanye is surrounded by a bunch of young, yes men and yes women. So when Kanye was finally challenged in those TMZ offices, because no one in that office was going to challenge Kanye. They were all just sitting there. That's the other thing, too. It's like a lot of people, they sit there, and Kanye clearly doesn't understand when people are laughing at him and not with him. So everyone in that TMZ office was laughing at Kanye, but Kanye didn't see it that way. He thought people were laughing with him. And I'm like, dude, you're a fucking joke. Because they're laughing at you. You are clearly... You were taking this. They think you're funny. You're clearly taking this shit seriously. They don't see that. And when Van Latham came out and, and, and fucking challenged him on that shit, you can see his entire demeanor change. Because he had, like you said, he had never been challenged by somebody to go, Nick, what the fuck are you talking about? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my fucking life. What? But everybody else tells me it's fine. Everyone else tells me it's great. He's never had that. And so he spirals down these things and does these really dumb things. And like, we know this. We've seen people in these positions spiral off the deep end. It never ends well. And I'm j- I just what I don't want to see is when 
this inevitably goes off the deep end. I don't want to see a bunch of people acting like they, especially the supporters of this behavior and the enablers of this behavior who had an opportunity to do something, but it's carried on like it was nothing. I don't want to see them coming out saying we had no idea. We all see that this man is clearly spiraling out of control for the public to fucking see. And this shit isn't funny. This shit isn't funny. It's not cool. It's like the, the, to continue. Like, I'm not mad at the kids at Howard. I'm mad at the Howard University itself, the staff, the administration that allowed this to happen. No, you don't do this. This man, one, is not well, and two, come on, man. Right, there's also the optics of Mr. Slavery was a choice coming to Howard University to perform, right? Like, there's also that layer of this. Um, I would hope, especially after his latest rant of the Republicans freed the slaves and why, that's oh, why I love oh, Donald oh, Trump. Wait, 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 like, that that wasn't, was but that wasn't the latest one. Apparently, at the, at, at the Sunday service, he was talking about abolishing the 13th Amendment. Oh, right, because in his mind, the 13th Amendment is what allows them to jail you. Right, but he doesn't have, but again, because he doesn't have the full understanding of the topic, he takes a piece of it and doesn't realize other pieces also that also, you know, ban slavery. So you don't want to completely, you know, repeal the 13th. You want to fix some of the loopholes in it. That's what you want to do. He doesn't understand that nuance because that's not what it is. Because his whole his whole thing right now is to get attention on Kanye. And saying that gets attention on Kanye. It's just, it's actually quite sad. It's fucked yeah. up. It's quite sad. And this is going to end tragically. I want everyone out there who either defends it or says, well, I just care about the music. I want all you all to know this is what's going to happen. And I don't want, I know I know you guys are, but I don't want, I'm going to have no sympathy for any of the assholes. I didn't know that. Oh, wow. Oh, man. Mental illness is real. No, 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 no. You don't get to say that now. You don't get to say that after the fact. You don't get to say that after something tragic happens. You're seeing it now. You're seeing it now. This dude is yeah. completely out of fucking control. It's not good. It's going to go horribly. And I just want everybody, I want to make sure everybody's on the same page here. We all know it's going to go horribly. This is a slow motion train wreck. And everyone's sitting on the sidelines watching it happen. It's bad. All bad. All bad. <sighs> I, I just hope that the help that he needs, he gets somehow. Um, the other, the other, I guess the other layer of this is when people try to, to excuse his doubling down in white supremacist hotepery, they, they like say, Oh, that's his bipolar. I'm like, that's not how, like, I don't know much, but I do know, you know, bipolar or bipolar disorder does not make you a Nazi sympathizer. Right. Like, that's not what's happening here. It may give him bouts of mania, or bouts of, it may give him manic episodes, but it's not making him say, hey, I love Trump because Trump accepts me and Republicans freed the slaves. 
that is 100% Kanye, right? That, that is 100% Kanye getting a piece of information and saying, oh, I've cracked the code. With this one sentence, I have I have figured everything out, right? So I, I I also don't like the trope of blaming his blaming what he says during his manic episodes on a possible mental illness, right? Because these are also things that he believes, and that what his beliefs are not the result of a mental illness. His beliefs are the result of him being a, he's a smart dumb nigga, right? Oh, yeah. Like he he's smart enough to read. But still dumb enough to not comprehend what he's oh, reading. Oh, here's the thing: he's surrounded himself like, yeah. I th- I'm glad you brought that point too, because I think we cannot move all that stuff on Kanye. Because here's the thing: if you've gone back and listened to anything Kanye done, he's always been the smart dumb nigga. He always has been. That sounds smart, but really is a dumb nigga. He that's always been Kanye. Always has. Always has. Hell, most of these artists are. They are. They sound smart. And then you actually find out they're really more online with Hotep stuff. That's Kanye. Without the men, without the mental issues or whatever, that's always been Kanye. And he's probably surrounded himself like the stuff Kanye says isn't in a vacuum. It comes from oh, okay. I can trace that back to this when he was hanging out with Candace Owens and he was hanging out with his. Okay, I see that. And you know what? He's dumb enough to believe it. Yeah. So yeah. And. Like I said, I I hope he gets the help that he needs. Um, while he was at Howard University, I hope that he went to the library and started reading um, the just reading some actual slave literature about what they were going through during that time. Um, I think one of the fame you would never, by the way, fame you would <laughs> never. I believe ever do something like this. Uh, I believe uh, one of the professors at Howard University actually did say, "I hope so." I said the exact thing that you said. It was like, "I hope he swings by the library." You know, yeah. he can come talk to me. I can give him some material to read. Although he would think Kanye's not going to read, but whatever. Um, man, that's that's one thing about black people, man. No matter what, we will we will give you a a road to redemption, whether you deserve it or not. We 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 will look out for our own, man. I tell you what. Well, well, you know what? That's a good segue into when we don't look out for our own, uh, but we look out for for everyone else's own. Um, so, uh, Amber Guyver, uh, this was the Dallas police officer, I believe it was Dallas, Dallas police officer who um, was charged with murder uh, and sentenced to 10 years for the murder of her neighbor, uh, uh, Botham Jean, uh, who she basically broke into his home and killed him while eating ice cream, watching TV. Um, I have another story that that sounds similar to this, but uh, <laughs> Dallas police officer had again killed a, a black woman in her, her own home doing the same thing. But uh, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, so he was sentenced to 10 years. And I, I hear everybody saying how weak that was that she got 10 years. And this tell, just should tell you how uh, cynical I am and how fucked up our justice system is. I thought 10 years was great. I couldn't believe she got that many years. Yeah, I. I, I and again, that, that's that's more of a reflection on the state of the system, yeah. not the individual. Yeah, yeah, and I'm and I'm and I'm saying that I think people that are that are upset that it was only ten years, you have, you are absolutely right to be that way. She should have been in jail for life because again, just the the, the she broke into this man's house and then shot him and then, what was the. Well, then let him die because he didn't die instantly. Right. 
and let him die. After after shooting him, did not get him medical attention. She let him die. So so you know I I absolutely absolutely believe um, that she should have gotten more years, but I'm also happy that she got ten because I didn't. I thought there was a real chance that she would either walk or she would then get like a really short sentence. So 10 years is, I hate to say it, a lot. Uh, now, if she had killed a police dog, she probably got in 45 years, but you know, we'll, and she would have been black, but we'll, we'll save that. Um, but then what we're here to talk about, we're here to talk about um, what happened after. What happened after. So, um, Gene's brother, I know, hugged her, hugged Amber Guyver, and said he'd forgive her. And it just stopped there, though. She got another hug. Well, first, she got her hair fixed by one of the uh, court officers, black woman. Um, the judge, black woman, Tammy Kemp. Kemp. Uh, She's and she's, she spoke as she said she thought it would be rude if she didn't hug Guyver after Jean, after hugging Jean's family. Kim recalled the scene that she told her, Miss Guyver, uh, Geiger, uh, Mr. Jean has forgiven you. Please forgive yourself so you can have have a personal purposeful life. And she asked me, "Do you think my life can still have a purpose?" And I said, "I know it can." So okay, Botham's brother hugging her. I. Don't care about that. That is what that kid, because he's eight, he's seventeen or eighteen, right? He he's a kid. That is what that kid felt that he had to do in that moment to move on, right? A, I'm cool, whatever. Not seeing how Botham Jean got down, seeing how his family gets down. All right, cool. That's what that kid needed to do in that moment to move on with his life. I'm okay with that, right? An agent of the state. And that is what the judge is, an agent of the state, consoling this woman is highly inappropriate, right? Even if I can understand why the human being behind the bench did it, when you're sitting on that bench, you are not just a human being. You're a symbol. Part of being a symbol is you can't give in to those human impulses. You can't do that. But you just can't do that. That, that, that is wildly inappropriate. It is wildly inappropriate for a judge to console that woman in that moment. Right? And I don't even want to talk about the the optics of it because I feel like when these things happen, sometimes we get so lost in the discussion of, see, this is just white people going to beat us over the head with that. They're going to do that anyways, right? Like, we know white people weaponize forgiveness against black people, specifically weaponize the Christian tenet of forgiveness against black people because they're so afraid of a black uprising that anything they can do that can sort of assuage those fears, they'll do. Um, like, I remember... Oh, God. Who what, was it after Dylan Roof had murdered those people in the church, or was it another hate crime? It, when it, they it, asked no, the family immediately, well, do you forgive him? Yeah, it, was, it was Dylan Roof. Yeah, like, immediately... Like, it, it may have been one or two days after. Well, do you forgive Dylan Roof? It that wasn't, is a wildly it, I, inappropriate question to ask. I think it was in the fucking. I think it was right after the sentencing. It wasn't even a couple of days. It was like right after the sentencing. Like the the, the first time was right afterwards. They didn't give him time to grieve. And and here's and here's how you know it's inappropriate because that had happened. 
within the same year as the Boston Bombers. Nobody asked if the city of Boston forgave the Boston Bombers. Right? Nobody asked where their forgiveness was. There was no, no big show of forgiveness. No, it was, yes, they deserve to die, and I hope they burn in hell. Right? We only do this with black victims because we're so afraid of the blacks uprising, right? So we get all of those optics. What matters to me, though, isn't the, oh, white people will use this against black people. They'll use everything against black people. I, I, I would rather black people have the freedom to do whatever they want, regardless of the white gaze, regardless of what white people will think, right? It makes me wildly uncomfortable that an agent of the state felt the need to confront to comfort this vic to comfort this uh, what's the word not victimizer not transgressor convict never mind that's the word i'll use because she's going to jail so she's a convict she's a murderer this convict mur yeah, this, this, murderer, this murderer you felt the need to comfort this murderer right that's so inappropriate as an agent of the state that is so inappropriate like what were you thinking do you do you extend the same grace and courtesy to all of the people you sentence? Of course not. Kim or claims, just the ones that you work with? Kim claims Geiger asked, do you think God will forgive me? Kim said, yes, according to the judge. Geiger added, well, I don't even have a Bible. I don't know where to begin. Kim explained to us, and that's why I went to retrieve my Bible and gave it to her. Kim Bolson said, she did tell me she'd bring it back to me in 10 years. Kim also, responded to the back, Kim also responded back to the backlash saying, frankly, I don't think I would get this criticism if Mike Geiger were a black woman. I hate that we have our limitation, limit our, our compassion to one race. And then the, the follow-up question to that should have been, well, have you hugged a black woman in your courtroom who has committed uh, a, 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 a murder like this? Right. Like, that, that's, that's, that's the next question. That's the, that's well, the, and that's the follow-up question, right? That's the follow-up question. That you don't let somebody say this dumb shit. Without then following up, okay, well, how many how many black convicts have you hugged afterwards? Right, like if this was just her standard operating procedure, and this is what she did after every trial. Okay, I probably wouldn't have an issue with it. I would still think it's wildly inappropriate, but it's clear that as a judge, this is how she gets down, and as an agent of the state, this is how she has chosen to conduct herself. Right, if she does this in every single case, I would have less of an issue with it. But you are clearly playing favorites here, and as a judge, your your job is to be impartial. That is what a judge exists for, impartiality. And you are showing favoritism, right? You can't do that. You just can't. I The whole thing. I'm sorry, even even with the brother like forgiving, and, and again, I, I can't speak on their faith and what they believe in. And you're right, I, and I agree with you that maybe this is something he felt like he had to do. Uh, for him to move on and, 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 and stuff. But, like, I feel like that goes back to that. It's because he's taught that, right? And and that's the thing that bothers me about all this stuff. We are taught that to be good Christians, we have to forgive and forget. Well, not forget, but... Well, actually, sometimes it's, 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 sometimes it is forgive and forget. Let's be honest. Some people have learned now not to forget. A lot of times it is forgive and forget. You know, we're taught that. I mean, and it, it's the same kind of logic goes behind why, you know, so many of the generation before us had, um, you know, women who, you know, are, are, are mothers or grandmothers, you know, 
uh, any the aunts, you know, the aunts, the, the the female cousins and stuff like that, who stayed in relationship with men that beat them, cheated on them, and all this other stuff because they were told, "Well, you have to forgive them." And that's what bothers me the most about all of this. I feel like there's not free will in any of this. It goes back to what you were kind of saying about like if this judge had done had did this with every every. Um, Every convicted felon that walks into her courtroom, it's like, yeah, I might not agree, but like at least we can say that that's her decision that she's being fair and and again, I can I can understand that. I feel like when it comes to forgiveness, though, forgiveness is something particularly through a black church. I'm not in the church now, but I grew up in a black church, so I know that forgiveness is used. It's used as a punishment almost. It's used to basically if you do not forgive, then you cannot achieve salvation and that is a that's not that's not free will you are you are now indoctrinated at a young age to tell yourself that you cannot move on without doing this forgiveness and that if you don't forgive then that you're keeping that hate in your heart and i find that to be so misleading because also a lot of people don't believe that shit (laughs) you know there's nobody, 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 nobody tells the Jews, well, you got to forgive those Nazis and move on. Right? Like, the whole thing behind 9-11 was what, never never forget? You know, I don't see a lot of people going, hey, we should, we should squash this beef and with ISIS and with with the Taliban and with Al-Qaeda and come together as one. I don't see any of that. You know, it's it just it seems odd to me when it's picked and choose, right? Forgiveness comes in, especially when you're in a church. Forgiveness comes in when it's your pastor and he's you know uh, got you know he's impregnated somebody in the church and you know who's married and now forgiveness comes in, or he's cheated on his wife so he bought his wife a new car. Forgiveness, you know, or he beat his wife and so now it's forgiveness. Or, you know, you're, uh, you have a church member who's been beating his wife and his kids and now it's forgiveness and we got to work this out and come through. Like, it's always weird to me when that forgiveness arc decides to come in at. And it's always when it's, when it's never given a person a chance to actually, one, atone for what they've done. Like, forgiveness should come after atonement. It's hard to forgive someone if they, how do you, I, I just don't understand. I don't understand how forgiveness works if the person that you're supposed to forgive, one hasn't even acknowledged what they've done. Like, you brought the absolute right person on the show today to talk about this. Um, I think we talked about the, the very first show you, me, and Deepalm did all together. This came up. Um, in a past life, I was actually a Sunday school teacher. Um, and this comes up a lot. Like I, I dealt with college kids, kids going into college, right? This very thing came up like, yo, how do I forgive someone that, you know, my, my parents keep telling me to forgive everyone keeps telling me to forgive, but I feel like this person, I, I can't forgive them. So I'm like, okay, cool. Let's go to like, as Christians, we're supposed to do, we are supposed to follow the teachings of the Christ. What does Jesus say about forgiveness? Like what he actually says about forgiveness, direct words from Jesus. If another believer sins, rebuke that person. 
Right. So if they do something wrong, you have to rebuke that person. There has to be a public rebuke. There has to be to say, hey, you fucked up. Right. That's first. Then if 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 there is repentance, that atonement you were just talking about, if there is atonement, if there is repentance, forgive, not forgive because that's the right thing to do. If there is repentance, if there is this acknowledgement of wrongdoing, and if there is a, hey, I have done wrong, I am atoning for it, I am, I've come to you with the spirit of recompense, I am repenting to you because I have wronged you, then forgive, right? It isn't just this blind concept of forgiveness, and you're right, what people in churches do is they, you, they weaponize forgiveness. So weaponized. They use, they use forgiveness as a weapon to escape accountability. When Jesus himself said, before forgiveness comes accountability. Right? Nope. They, so they immediately, they immediately skip over that piece, though. So there's no right, accountability. It, it takes it, and it takes the onus off of the person who did the duty to now it's on you, the person to forgive, to quickly forgive. Bef- while you're still you still might be mad. You still might be trying to come to come to grips with what's happening. And you're already be told. Same thing we're talking about with the Dylan Roof thing. You're already being told, well, do you forgive? You know, you're Christian, your right. faith, your faith tells you, you should forgive. So have you forgiven me yet? Have you forgiven me yet? It's like, I haven't even processed. And they definitely right. haven't. Right? And again, with, with Botham's little brother, maybe that was him processing in that moment. Um, I think, like, if you look to what his mom, his mom being uh, an adult mm-hmm. and having a, a better scope to process these emotions... What she said after the sentencing was, yo, Dallas, there's still a lot you have to do to fix this. We can't be here because it is so broken. There's work to be done. You can't just wipe your hands and say, cool, we sentenced this one person, wipe my hands, we're done. No, there's a culture within your police department that you have to fix. And the mother gave like a really, if you, if, if, if you have the time, find what Botham's mother said after the yeah, sentencing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and that's what, it, I, yeah, sorry. Yeah, like I, I've seen people sort of compare that and say, see, black women have to pick up the slack for black men again. I'm like, that makes me feel uncomfortable that, that, because essentially what you're saying is a child should have had right. the same processing tools as an adult. And that just makes me uncomfortable, right? Like this this is a kid whose brother just died. I'm not going to judge anything he does. The mother gave, again, because you're an adult and she's still she's still grieving and processing her son dying. But having lived experiences is better equipped to do so, right? Like, exactly. Again, she's an adult. I, I, I do not expect the things of adults that I do of children, right? I wouldn't even expect the mother to do this. The fact that she was able to do this speaks levels, like, to 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 her just fortitude, just wow. Um, but no, j- j- forgiveness is weaponized specifically in the church, specifically in black churches, as a way to escape accountability. Because Jesus himself says, yo, before you forgive, you have to show that, the person has to show that they're sorry. Right. Like if 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 you are in a relationship and your partner is abusing you and you go to your church and the first thing your church does is tell you, well, do you forgive this person? Run away from that church. The first thing your church should do is say, cool, this person's abusing you. We're going to set you up in a shelter. We're going to help you get away from this person. And then we're going to deal with that person. Right. That's what should be done. It, it, it is not a biblical stance like. We right. we read the, we read the Bible. We read the words of Jesus Himself, right? It is not a biblical stance to blindly forgive. 
for forgiveness to be received, you have to acknowledge that what you did was wrong, and then you're forgiven. And people say, oh, well, Jesus forgave everybody. Not true. <laughs> Jesus forgave those that acknowledged that they had fucked up in the first place. <laughs> right. That's the point. Right? Like, that is the entire point. You don't just, if, yeah. if Jesus forgave everybody, then everybody would get to heaven. One of the tenets of Christianity is you have to repent for your sins, right? It's it's one it, of those yeah. It's 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 very, very clear that people have misconstrued what that's supposed to be. And it, it drives me crazy to see people weaponizing that 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 oh, yeah. and, and also this idea that somehow not forgiving means you're holding on to hate. Like yes, no, like that, that's that's also that's, just as bad. It's like no, that does not mean that at all. I don't forgive you, but I don't have to hate you to not forgive you for it. Right. That is, and then the, the, there's other verses where Jesus talks about forgiveness and not necessarily forgetting what the person has done to you, or not necessarily letting them off the hook, but more just a way to in yourself begin to move on. He doesn't even say you have to stop being angry at the person. Right. Right, like no, nowhere in the Bible is this command to let go of the anger of a person that's transgressed you. This is not there. Yeah. But what happens is people. This goes all the way back to I'll be generous and say the Crusades, but before then, they take religion and they use it as a way to control other people because religion, at its core, it's just. And this is all religions at the core. It's just how to it, it, it. It's a it's a hitchhiker's guide to the universe. It's how to get by in this world with all these crazy things. Ha- don't want to say crazy. All these wild things happening around you. How do you process them? How do you how do you move through this world? Right? That, at its mm-hmm. core, that's all religion is all religions. Yeah. So just guides and precepts to help you move through the world and help you sort of resolve within yourself the things that you're feeling. Right. They're taking that. And they're saying, hey, you want to feel good about yourself. I've got something that can help you feel good about yourself. It's called religion. Let me just take some, tweak it here and there to make sure that you're subservient to my authority. And bam, here you go. As long as you serve me, you will be happy and you will get your heavenly reward. So even if you are poor in this earth, continue to serve me, the man, you will get your reward in heaven. Right? Or here's your religion. This is another religion. If you devote yourself to my cause and sacrifice your life, your reward will be in heaven. Mm-hmm. Right? It's all these perversions of religion to get people to do things they would not normally do or to get them to be subservient to a man. Right? Like if, if you're if the tenets of your religion have you subservient to a human being, that religion is doing it wrong. And that's one of my main issues with Catholicism, because there's so much man in the middle, right. it kind of takes away from what it's supposed to be about, which is your relationship with god and how you're walking through all that right that's my main issue with catholicism but it just goes back to how all these different things are weaponized to control people weaponized to assuage people weaponized to get them to behave in ways then make them feel bad about the feelings that they have if botham had punched amber geiger in that courtroom (laughs) that doesn't make him a worse christian than if he hugged her Mm -hmm. i guess that that that, that's what i want the takeaway to be yeah. If he had punched her in the face, that doesn't make him a worse Christian. No. Nope. It doesn't. What, one, one of my favorite, no, this is my favorite. My favorite story about Jesus is when he went to the temple and he saw the money lenders and he saw that they basically turned it into a trap house. They turned the temple to a trap house. 
He made a cat of nine tails and he beat everybody out of the temple. Also did not apologize for beating them out of the temple. He he flipped tables and violently assaulted these criminals out of the temple. But but Justin, violence isn't the Jesus way. (laughs) (laughs) The best part about that story, it's never brought up again. Like there is no he went and found the people and healed them. It's nah. I got I got them to bleep out. We're not doing this, are we? No, sir, we're not doing this. That's what I thought. Okay. Moving on. Jesus, Jesus would Jesus, again. That's how I know Jesus was black. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Fish rice. Yeah. Uh, Jesus. Jesus would have hugged the Nazis, not punched them. Mm-hmm. Jesus would have flayed the Nazis with a whip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. <laughs> also related to Dallas, because uh, apparently the Dallas uh, police have a problem. Woman killed in her own home when Fort Worth uh, officer shoots her. Um, this is a horrific and sad story. Um, so Etiana, uh, Jefferson, 28 died in a bedroom. Uh, her, what makes it even worse is James Smith was her neighbor, black man. He called the non-emergency police number, uh, because he saw the doors were open, lights were on. I uh, thought it was unusual. He, you know, um, there's actually, um, um, re- I just saw the thing on Twitter where he gave a little more information where he's basically like, we, we check on each other. He's like, um, yeah, he called it. He called a number <clears throat> to, to get out of a wellness check. This was a wellness check, a wellness check called the non-emergency three one one number. They showed up and within four seconds of seeing this woman, one of the officers who has not been named yet, which still drives me fucking crazy. Um, shot her dead. The police parked around the corner. The woman cannot see them, according to Smith. About 15 minutes later, all you hear was a loud bang and saw several more officers rush inside. Body-worn camera video police uh, re- uh, video police re- release show two officers using flashlights to check the perimeter of the house, inspecting the two doors that were open with with closed screen doors. At the back of the house, one officer appeared to see a figure through the dark sh- uh, window, and he quickly twists his body to the left. Put your hands up. Show me your hands. He shouts through the window. His gun is drawn. He then fires a single shot through the window. In the video, he does not identify himself as an officer. Jefferson was playing video games with her nephew when they heard what they believed to be a prowler outside. Her relative said when she she went to the window to see what was going on, she was shot. Police said the officer who joined the department in April of 2018 saw a person standing inside the house near a window. Perceiving a threat, the officer drew his duty weapon and fired one shot, striking the person inside the residence. The department said in a news release, officer in the residence locating the individual in a firearm firearm and began providing emergency medical care. Someone was in her own house. Playing video games with her nephew. Her neighbor. And, and I'll see people say, oh, this is why you don't call the police stuff like that. He called a non, non-emergency number for a wellness check. Now, yeah, don't call the police, don't call 911, but like the whole purpose of the non-emergency number for wellness checks is just for that. Like right. most times I would think they they either show up for they don't even show up with cops, they show up like maybe they'll show up when they may show up with a cop, but they usually show up with an ambulance or something like that cuz I have lived in a neighborhood beside um I live in a 55 um same with my dad right now in a 55 up community, but also in my old neighborhood we um we had several older uh, people that lived with their families in there. And so, you know, either cops or usually the ambulances would show up for wellness checks all the fucking time. 
This shouldn't, like, so, yes, don't call the cops, but in this case, the way the cops showed up at this house seems to be completely out of character. Why would you not park, if it's a wellness check, if it's a non-emergency wellness check, why would you not pull up to the front of the house with your lights on? Why would you show up as if you were you were you were investigating a break in? Why didn't you go through the open front door? Why didn't you announce yourself and who you were? Why would you go around the back and look in and then shoot into the dark? Shoot into it. Like it. I'm not going to chastise the man for doing what he thought was the correct thing in that situation. Um, I am going to criticize the cops. I am going to criticize um, the Dallas-Fort Worth area police department, right? Emergency services. Why did, why, how does this happen? Right? Oh, I know how it happens because it's the culture that's baked into, um, the police, like it, it, it's the culture that's baked into the police department and emergency services. Excuse me, that Botham's mother spoke about. Right? You want to hear something depressing? Well, I mean, we're here now. The district attorney who's responsible for deciding to prosecute the cop. She is the same woman who sent Crystal Mason to prison for five years for voting by mistake. The sheriff who uh, will decide whether or not to fire this cop is the same one who, while at the White House, called migrants drunks who would run over your children. Hmm. This is the culture there. Like, these are not bugs. These are features. So you have to completely redesign how this whole thing works. Like, and unfortunately, like unfortunately for us, that means taking measures for our own survival, which is not calling emergency services to do the job that emergency services exist for. Right. And that's a crazy thing, right? Because like there's just so many you can't use the services that you, honestly, let's be honest here, that you pay for. Yes. Your taxes pay for these services. You as black Americans, we cannot use those services. Because they might lead to our death. And then you get cops and wondering why people are so scary around them. I'm like, well, look around you. Look at what happens. Woman was shot in her house playing video games with her nephew. This cop never stepped a foot in the house. And then they're going to try to use the idea that they found a gun. This is Texas, so I can only imagine this is an open carry state. In your own home. Not to mention, it's in your own home. So let's say she did show up to the window with a gun. You didn't announce yourself as a cop and you're prowling around her backyard. She has every right to honestly shoot you dead. But by again, your own laws, state of Texas. Right. By, her, by your own laws. But not only, not only that, but it's like non-emergency number. Why are you showing up like this? It, it's well, these well, type of responses and these types of of actions that make people distrust the police. For right? good reason. Like the, the 
the neighbor, Boston Jean's neighbor, who testified against Abergeyer, was murdered. And the Dallas police said, we have the killers, right? I can't even begin, like, I can't even dissect what their story is because my default position is you're lying. And my no. default position is you're lying because, one, all the effort you went through to try to cover this up in the beginning, and mm -hmm. two, your relationship with the community shows that you don't care about this community, right? Like, when you do these things, you lose the trust of your community, which makes policing that much harder. Let's assume that the, the Dallas-Fort Worth PD is telling the truth about how Botham's neighbor was murdered. The community will not believe them because of the actions that the, that police department has taken. That's the crazy and thing. how they treat black people, that's right? Why, yeah, that's why I've, I've avoided that story, too, because it's like, I don't know. I don't know. They right, could, like, like every, everybody's like, oh, we don't believe the story. And I'm like, I can't tell them that, hey, that's a conspiracy because it's like, maybe it's not. I mean, and, and the only fault of that is on the Dallas Police Department. That, that is 100% the fault of the Dallas PD, right? Like everyone's saying, I can't believe the story. Yeah, you know why you can't believe the story? Because cops lie, specifically this police department. Yeah, you, so you, let, you have you have. We can assume that that story is 100% true. We will never believe it because of the actions you have taken against this community. Right, like when you do these things, it makes policing that much harder. And and I guess the the goal of policing in a vacuum should be to protect the community. But we know what the goal of policing actually is: it's to keep the niggers and spicks in line. Yes. And that working as designed. I don't see a problem here, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bleh. The whole thing is just gross. I, I hope that I hope this cop. I hope they are sentenced. Like not ju not just yeah not just uh, arrested. I, I I hope they're sentenced. I hope they go to jail. I hope this family can find some peace. And I hope someone is hugging her nephew right now because she just watched he just watched her aunt die. He just watched his aunt die. Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. All right, last two stories and one of them's a great one to white privilege. This is a cheers up a little bit more, I guess. Um, Elizabeth Warren trolls the trollers. Um, Elizabeth Warren targets Facebook's ad policy with a Facebook ad. Have you heard about this? This is great. This is, yes. This, this is, is brilliant. This is brilliant. A fresh series of Facebook ads this week by Democratic presidential candidate Senator Elizabeth Warren seeks to put the social media giant on the defensive by telling a lot. The ads, which began, began running widely on Thursday, start with a bold but obviously falsehood that Facebook and its CEO, Mark Zuckerberg, have endorsed President Trump's re-election campaign. You're probably shocked, reads the ad, which has already re reached tens of thousands of viewers nationwide. And you might be thinking, how could this possibly be true? Well, it's not. The ad's own omission of a lie seeks to draw attention to the controversial Facebook policy Warren has spent days criticizing. Under the policy, Facebook exempts po ads for, by politicians from third-party fact-checking, a loophole, Warren says, that allows Zuckerberg to continue taking gobs of money from Trump's campaign despite Trump's ads telling untruths about the former Vice President Joe Biden and his son. On Sunday, Warren explained that her ad was meant to see just how far the policy goes. We intentionally made an ad with false claims and submitted it to Facebook's ad platform to see if it'd be approved. It got approved quickly. Facebook's willingness to run the ad shows that how the company prioritized profits over protecting democracy. Warren's escalating criticism of Zuckerberg highlights the backlash Facebook has faced as it defended its policies on political advertising. Senator Amy Klobuchar, another Democratic candidate, tweeted on Thursday that uh, online platforms like Facebook need a true standard for paid ads, and Biden's campaign has compared Trump's ads to Russian-backed disinformation. In a statement Friday, responding to Warren's ad, Facebook sports, uh, spokesman 
Uh, spokesperson Andy Stone said that the pony believes political speech should be protected. If Senator Warren wants to say things she knows are untrue, we believe Facebook should not be in the position of censoring that speech, Stone said. What a... What? The fact that Elizabeth Warren and her team had the foresight to exploit Facebook's own ass-backwards policy. Just chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. Because this is dumb. Right? This is... This is tech bros like Mark Zuckerberg and Jack taking the stance that full neutrality is fair. Well, if I block Trump from lying, it'll make it seem as though I'm anti-Trump. No, you dingus. You're anti-lie. But you're too white to see that. Right? Like, the, the there was an article, I think it was Motherboard, the, the Vice subsidiary, or the Vice, Vice's Motherboard, where they're like, yo, Twitter actually has an anti-Nazi algorithm. The problem is, a bunch of conservative... Uh, Politicians got swept up in the algorithm. So they didn't want to deploy it because they didn't want to appear biased. To me, the problem isn't appearing biased. The question the question isn't why is Twitter biased? The question is, why are so many conservative politicians getting caught up in a Nazi algorithm designed to catch Nazis? Right. That's the problem. Maybe they should change their discourse. And if they want to litigate that, cool. I will happily go to court to say, I will happily defend my right to kick Nazis off my platform. Well, I'm not a Nazi. Well, you said this, 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 and this, and that's what triggers the algorithm. Well, here's here's the worst thing about it, right? They're not even saying that you can't, they're not even asking Facebook to not even run the ads, right? They're basically saying right. that you sh- they should be fact-checked. And yes. you should fact-check them like you do all your other all your other um, articles over like that when you have the fact checking thing pull out, right? And Facebook doesn't want to do that because again, they're afraid that if you do that, then you, then people stop using the the the, the appeal of the platform of running ads doesn't work, right? Which I actually would argue that it most people probably don't check the fact checking thing on those anyway, so it probably still could work. So you're not you could it's a, such a small thing to do to implement that would work. And they don't want to do it at all. It's just. It's ridiculous. But this, yep. is, but this is the future we have to face with all these things. Like, And again, we're all on Facebook. We're still on Twitter. We're still on all these things. So we're kind of part of the problem with this. But at the same time, it's because no, there's been no real platform out there that's taken the stand that it needs to take. And I think it's because they're all still, I don't know. I don't know where, where it comes from. From YouTube to Twitter to, to Facebook, they're all kind of doing the same thing, throwing their hands up. They're, they're floating in this idea of they want to they wanna take over for um, regular news, news and media outlets, but, they, but they, at the same time, they don't want to follow those standards. And it's very, very dangerous. So, again, shout out to Elizabeth Warren for using their policy against them. And, yeah, we'll see. It just is fucking ridiculous. It's We had an opportunity. Well, not, I don't say we because even though we're users of these platforms, um, we do not directly control what 
the owners of the platforms do, like, despite what you may think, users of Twitter and Facebook, there's nothing that you as individuals or even as groups in mass can do to change the minds of Mark Zuckerberg and Jack. There's nothing you guys can do. Yeah. Like, no. even a mass exit from the platform, it's not going to make them change. No. They, the, these, the, there needs to be change at the top. Like, them and the people that, that support them and believe the same thing they do need to be removed from these positions because they clearly, well, you know what? And I just changed my, the great moments of my privilege. I was going to talk about something else. I'll save it for another show. Uh, but then talking about this kind of reminded me about this week's great moments of my privilege. So, uh, the new one, the new story I had. So we'll talk about that right now and then we can get out of here. Uh, cause, uh, we actually have another recording to do right after this. So, uh, <laughs> here we go. So great moment of white privilege, uh, kind of ties into everything kind of segued into one another today. Uh, it's here to talk about, uh, Ellen DeGeneres and her best friend, George W. Bush. <sighs> we were just talking about access. And I think this is something that we need to talk more about is that what comes down for a lot of these things is people's access to what they have. And so I can't remember what game was it that she was at with, with, with George W. Bush? No, yeah, whatever. It was a Cowboys game. It was a Cowboys so game. Here's the funny thing. She was invited to that game by Jerry Jones, of course. which is a whole that's other a, that's a whole, thing. That's a whole other thing. Well, I'm, sorry, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. Jerry Jones's daughter. Jerry Jones's daughter is how she ended up getting those tickets and how she ended up being in that box. George W. Bush is a fan of how Ellen DeGeneres leveled the playing field. Eagle Eye fans spotted the comedian sitting next to the former president during Sunday's matchup between the Dallas Cowboys and the Green Bay Packers. Now everyone was happy about it. DeGeneres made a lot of the situation on the Ellen DeGeneres show Tuesday, calling for more tolerance and kindness, sending it for their unorthodox friendship. Here's the thing, she said. I'm friends with George W. Bush. In fact, I'm friends with a lot of people who don't share the same beliefs I have. We're all different. I think we've got we've forgotten that that's okay. Bush cheered her comments. President, uh, President and Mrs., uh, Mrs. Laura Bush really enjoyed being with Ellen and, and Portia and appreciated Ellen's comments about respecting one another. They, they respect her. But they don't respect who she actually is. Because they're yeah, actually so, so homophobic. So. Her being at the game, right? I don't I don't care about that, right? There, there are tons of pictures of Michelle Obama and George W. Bush. Right that exist and we have feelings about them and they largely happen for the day. And then we forget all about them. Right. Exactly. Ellen being with George W. Bush at a Cowboys game and Jerry Jones's box, whatever bad optics. Sure. Took the Michelle Obama approach and don't say a goddamn thing about it. This doesn't become a thing, but no, you had to go on and say my good friend who ran on the platform of gay people like myself don't deserve to have basic human or basic civil liberties. The torture is torture. The torture, the torture is in torture. The author of the torture memo is your friend. I'm, and I'm with you. Like I don't like. I expect. I don't run in these circles. I don't have that kind of money. So I expect that when you have that kind of money, you run in these circles and you see these kind of things, and that's just what it is. So I don't get. I don't get two of my feelings when I see people. I mean, what was used for the longest time? We got uh, John Stewart and fucking. Um, Bill O'Reilly going to baseball games all the time. Like people forget about that shit. I remember that, right? Um, same thing with um, what's his name? Um, Keith Olbermann. Like same thing. Like with 
see them rail against these people and then you see them chumming it up at a baseball game, right? What drew me over the line was, like you said, was the defense of it. Because that's ridiculous. That's absolutely ridiculous. You know, this is not this is not somebody who just has a different opinion and that's okay. No. George and, and not not only that, but I'd like to remind people that George W. Bush ran when he was president, ran a whole thing on dividing the country. Either you're with me or you're against me. So he, even he didn't believe the shit that 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 Ellen is saying or that or well, even if somebody has a different opinion than, than you, it's okay. He did not do that. George W. Bush, this is when we got Freedom Fries and all this other bullshit because George W. believed he was the decider. And when he decided we were going to war, we went to war and we had all these protests and he decided anybody who challenged him was un-American. I remember that shit. There was the torture. There was the war on terror. There was the homophobia. There was all that shit. It was also the idea that George W. Bush himself did not run on, he ran on being a uniter, but he was anything but a uniter. And he relished in the idea of saying that if you weren't with him, you were against him. That was his thing. That was his, you're not with me, you're against me. You know, that was his thing, right? So to have Ellen come out here and try to sit there and say, well, we got to be kind to one another. They weren't kind. They weren't kind. And also, so does it, so you know what this means, right? You know what I'm looking forward to, right? Whenever Trump is out of office, as long as he doesn't... Here's the thing. If Trump is not removed from office through impeachment, and even then, it still wouldn't change. But if he's not removed from office from impeachment, I look forward to five years from now, the same people that were so against him hanging out with him again. Oh, the Trump rehabilitation tour is going to be... that, that, that That's going to happen, right? Like once, once Jared Kushner becomes the... What he... What number? Jerry Kirshner will become the 46th president of the United States. Um, and Trump is, you know, retired. Mm-hmm. The rehabilitation tour is going to be real. And we just accept the fact that we're an autocratic nation. We're no longer a democracy. It's going to be fun, guys. Hmm. I'm just like, the, the white privilege in this. And not just Yo, white privilege. Like it's, Alan, it's, you could have said nothing. nothing. If she just didn't say anything, it would have been fine. Just like, honestly, if you had just said nothing, nobody's talking about this. No. No. But because you said something, everyone's like, oh, right, you're still white. Almost forgot there for a second, Ellen. Almost forgot. You are still a white woman. Fun times. Fun times. All right, we got to get out of here. I'm done talking about this shit. Uh, we'll get to talk about Young Justice next. I'm looking forward to doing that. Uh, Justin, tell folks what they got coming up for you on your side. Uh, like I said, the show is back. I've got an interview coming out. I believe I'm going to drop it this week. So if you're listening to this, you should expect this episode on the 22nd. Um, I interviewed a, a handful of uh, black women directors and content creators and just talking about the process they're processing creating the projects they're working on and how they find the sort of how they find their joy in the things that they create so really awesome i'm really looking forward to it uh that's the big thing we've got coming out eric has finally finished uh editing 
the first two episodes from our tabletop playthrough. So looking forward to that as well. Yeah, just come check us out. Three Fist Podcast. Cool. And uh, we got a ton of movies coming out, movie reviews coming out. Uh, I know the latest poll list is up on the Character Corner feed, so go check that out as well. And um, I recorded it like a week and a half ago, but uh, we have a Black Critic Roundtable with myself and Joy uh, discussing our time at the Toronto Film Festival. So stay tuned for that. That'll be on the Movie Trailer Reach uh, podcast feed. So again, folks, thank you very much for listening to us. And until next time, we are out of here. Peace. Peace.